Welcome back to the Donra Podcast, here with my partner, Russ, and Sahil, here with Justin. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the differences between business pages on Facebook and personal pages. What should be you, you be using if you're a business owner um, and some best practices and a little bit on the changes that are coming down the pipeline. Yeah, so it just came up a lot this week in particular as well. Should I just use my personal page that already has all my friends or should I you know, start from scratch, use my business page or maybe I have a business page that's just been laying dormant. Should I just continue using my personal page? And I think, um, you know, I think what's been causing this thought more so recently is just there's just so many changes that have been happening. I know, you know, first it used to just be a simplified business page and then it became, you know, it, it, it had to be connected through a business manager. And then over time, they separated business manager with like Creator Studio and then they created Business Suite that kind of combined the two and now even business suite is changing to encompass all the tools under one and they've called it meta business suite so with all these big changes and everything being consolidated it's causing a lot of confusion so i think people are finding it easier just to stick to the personal pages uh but limited options it makes things more easier for people. Yeah. You don't have to worry about, you know, the bugs that are happening necessarily with, you know, a part of these updates. They're just, it's just easier uh, as far as, you know, uploading a post and you're, you're just, you know, pressing publish compared to now you have to wait till the, you know, the thumbnail uploads. And and now it's, um, you know, the new meta business suite will tell you if like the dimensions are wrong and now you don't know, you know, what you're exactly figuring out. Cause it's very, you know, it can seem very complex for, you know, a user that's not used to being hit with that terminology. So um, it is leading to that question, which one should I go with? And still the answer is, you know, for long-term growth, scalability, sustaining the brand into the future, you do want to go with a business page. Yeah. It might be tough starting out with it. There might be a learning curve, uh, but you do want to make a business page to, you know, kickstart your brand off the ground I, I think single-handedly, like the most important reason is, is the ability to run ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of what size you are, what goals you may have um, as far as like scaling and, and types of ads. But with a business page, you do have that ability to spread out to a larger audience using the ad tools, which you can never do with a personal page. You're limiting your long-term growth if you're just using a personal page. And so to kind of right. set the table for people listening, um, and maybe you're just getting into this, maybe you just opened up your first Etsy shop or you're a clothing line or, or you're just a personal brand or whatever to set the table on the landscape. There's always been, you know, for quite a while now, two options. You can have a business page, okay, and a brand, or a brand page, or maybe a page for your podcast or shop or whatever. And then you can have a personal page, which, you know, your grandma has, or you have, or your parent, like friends from high school have. And for a, a long time, you've have to start that personal page to be able to manage and create business pages. And for a long time, it seemed a lot easier to just, you know, let's just do it on the personal side because I already have my friends and my buddies on there. So let's just change my name from Taylor Cacciola to Taylor Cacciola clothing shop or whatever it might be. And then I'll just post all my personal stuff there. I'll post all my business stuff there. And it's just nice, easy, clean. I just post one way and that's it. Um, But you're limited with the different tools you're allowed to use. You, you can't really check out your insights. You can't run paid ads. You can't really do a lot of those cross 
uh, posting and uploading things that you have on the business side. Um, so that's kind of right. the, the landscape right now. Yeah, it's right? just, and let's not forget, I, I know we mentioned this in a previous episode as well, but personal pages that are portraying themselves to be a business are being taken down as well. And uh, they're cracking down hard on that. A lot of people are getting banned for, uh, for, for trying to, you know, use the personal page as a business page. And no, that is something to be careful about. A, a lot of people's livelihoods are on social, yep. right? That like the mom and pop shop that relies on, you know, their their local, um, you know, social outreach. Like if they get, you know, if the personal page yeah. just goes away, like you know that that can put someone in a tough bind. So, um, you know, that should be said first before anything. It's like, hey, you might get deleted exactly if, if you try to portray your personal page as a business page, but. W- you know, I wanted to talk a little bit more about like the pros of actually having that business page. And, and that's why I mentioned, you know, one, one of the biggest ones is the ability to run ads. Yeah. So l- let's get into some of those pros. And I think it's important to note, like one of the rules of thumb on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram, it's like go with the current as opposed to, okay, Facebook wants me to create a business page, but I'm just going to do it on my personal. Whenever you're not using the platform, natively or how they intended it you're all you're never going to win that fight because they're a massive company and they have a vision for this so they're not doing it just to do it they do everything with they test out things but they do it with a lot of thought so if you think you're going to do something on social um that's like kind of like skirting the rules or whatever long term it's going to come back to bite you so just use the platform as it's meant to be even if it doesn't seem efficient to you today long term there's a vision for it and it's usually a good rule of thumb to use the platform as it's meant to be used so can you get into some of those like pros of using the business manager that sort of stuff yeah i actually had a quick list here that i can actually go through and then we can go into each of the points just to elaborate so after ads another thing that i wanted to add was once you have a business page you're just able to access just you know mounds of data whether that's through attaching like the newer form of aggregated pixel to just seeing the insights and KPIs of like how your content is doing, what's resonating best. You get access to this data that you never, you know, can through a personal page. Personal page, all you have is likes, comments, and shares. You know, business page, you have so much more. You have these insights, which you can capitalize on. And just really quickly, like KPIs, that's a key performance indicator um, for those listening. Like, you know, something like- Are you- you know, reaching a, you know, a certain age gap more compared to, you know, these are all different forms. Even basic of, things of like tracking. how many people did my post reach? Yep. You can't see any of that on a personal account. Yeah. Um, the next thing was business page lets you market test depending on what industry you're in. You might have products that, you know, you can do polls, you can do, um, you know, you can do contests, you can do offers, you know, raffles, all these different things, uh, functions that might you know, complement whatever business you're in. Um, and that goes a long way because if you're just starting out, maybe you're thinking about adding another product or, or another service. If you're trying to check out like the reach yeah. or if there's a need for it, um, having these functions goes a long way. Which is like insane. It's, it's something we just like touch on and it's just one more piece of Facebook or just one other thing that they're offering. But, you know, 25, 30 years ago, to run test market advertising was like impossible for small business owners. If you're a small business owner, but you have, you know, 20,000 people on social media, you basically have the ability to execute marketing level stuff that was only reserved for those like fortune 500 companies back in the day, if they were doing big time ad spends with big companies, you know, it's, it's unbelievable what we have right at our fingertips 
anyone has that, you know? So can you talk a little bit more about those like test markets? I think that's pretty cool. Like what, what yeah, can you test I mean, out? And well, it goes back into, you know, again, at it's, yeah. let's say you, you know, maybe, maybe you're not even a business that's off the ground and you just want to test an idea before you wanted to spend, you know, thousands of dollars making, you know, maybe you might need a brick and mortar. Maybe you might need to, you know, get machinery, whatever it may be. Uh, the ability to test couple with like a $5 ad, $10 ad, just to see if there's interest. Mm-hmm. You can only do that through a business page. So that that's how testing can be so huge. Um, and even after you're off the ground, if you're thinking about expanding, maybe a new area, um, goes a long way. Oh, totally. And I was talking with a potential, someone I was working with on consulting, they're looking to start up an ad. And they're like, well, we don't know really where to start. Like, cause we can do this anywhere. We're located in Rhode Island, but we're happy to, you know, launch this product in different regions or whatever. And it's like, th- there's at no other point in time, would you be able to have a relatively small budget and start doing like real high end testing, mar- like test markets. Like it's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, especially when, you know, like you mentioned in the past, you had to you you had to be one of those bigger companies to be able to do that or or have the have the spend to be yeah. able to get those answers but now you can you can just do it yourself yeah. so uh yeah um you know and this my, my next point goes big into actually future growth with your business right of uh, a common you know pain point that we often deal with is i don't have the time or maybe i don't have the expertise to actually run a business page well Another benefit of having a business page is it allows you the ability to assign admins, moderators, right? Yep. Uh, content planners, which which can do these functions as you continue to grow. And, um, you know, that that's big because, again, with the personal page, it, it's your personal information, mm-hmm. right? It might be, you know, it yeah. might be your messages if you don't want to see, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's, exactly. So it's a um, business page as you grow or maybe even starting out, maybe you already have the funds to kind of delegate that it's um, you can assign those functions. Yeah, exactly. If you, whether you work with an agency like us, you can add us on there as an admin and we can manage everything for you. Or maybe you just have an employee that you don't want to get, you know, because there's so many people out there that give employees their password to their Facebook. That's the same to their banking account. Like they don't (laughs) change it. I've seen it and they send it to us through text or email. And it's just like, no, 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 I don't want any of that. Get a business page and you can just add us as an admin very safe, and secure, it's all separate. And it's all separate. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I mean, th- th- that's happened a lot of a times, lot of more, times. <laughs> more than we'd like to admit, right? It's yeah. like, we, we, how many times have it? Oh, well, here's just the password to, I don't want to, to, I, to my entire life. <laughs> you know, it's like, nope. Uh, yep. but yeah. Right. And, um, you know, um, like the last thing I had before we mm-hmm. kind of can, can, you know, get into like the granular points as well. Uh, Business pages have access to third-party tools, uh, which, you know, cannot be understated because based on the type of business that you're in, whether you use CRMs or, or like scheduling tools, uh, maybe you payment software, yeah, payment software, whatever it may be, business pages can actually be tied to these different softwares. Uh, Meta has like just a huge list, which they continue to add as well of just, you know, approved third-party softwares, vendors and all, which allow for easy integration. So, you know, if you're, if you're a real estate agent that has a CRM, if, if you're using it to collect leads, like there are ways to set it up properly. That way a lead from Facebook goes right into your CRM, for example. 
I know right. so many that are just like, here's like a lead in my CRM. I think it's from Facebook or I want to, you know, they, they just, everything's just not connected. So that, that can't be understated, you know, it's yeah. very important. Yeah. Or if you are, you know, a cleaning company that, re- that relies on a scheduling software, maybe, you know, th- how much time would that save? Exactly. Right. And, and yeah, like Facebook has its own like scheduling features and all that. But again, it's just, you know, depending on what it is that you do, you might have that CRM or, or third party software that you use and it's going to be, it's going to be more efficient through a business page. Yeah. I know a lot of personal trainers or people out there who own gyms that run everything through their personal Facebook page. And it's like, well, what we could do instead is create a business page. Now we can start having people sign up for classes right through the business page. We can take payments right through the business page and everything is done there. And it's nice and easy. You can run an ad so you can actually scale that as opposed to just like every time you have an opening, you have to make a post on your personal page. It's like, no, 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 you don't have to do that. You can, you can be a lot more strategic about it. Definitely. But yeah, those, those were the three, you know, I would say like biggest points that I had because they apply to everyone, no matter what you do, the ability to run ads, Mm -hmm. gather the data and also have access to, you know, third party tools that you can connect that, that kind of goes, um, you know, that, that applies to everyone. So those are the things I want to get across first. Uh, it's not just, Hey, your personal page might get taken down if you portray it wrong, but it's also, you, you do have these advantages to building up a business page. And really you don't have to overthink it. I think, um, it, when it comes to making that decision of, okay, when's the best time to do this? It's like yesterday, second best time is today. Mm-hmm. Like just make right. the switch, start kind of transitioning those followers from your personal page to your business page. Because like the whole thing is Facebook at some point might take down your personal page and like full stop. Like that's the end of the conversation right there. That could happen. So it's not worth. And you won't get it back. You will not get, exactly. <laughs> you will you not get, get it back. back. Yeah. Try to get there's it. No, yeah. Jail. There's, there's no support number that no. you can, you know, <laughs> they're getting better with that stuff. Too. But yeah, no, they don't give a shit. They yeah, don't. So they don't. it's just right, right there is reason enough. And, um, you know, we can talk a little bit about um, a, a general strategy for, okay, say you do have that personal page, it's got 3000 likes on it, and now you're starting a business page from scratch. Um, let, what are some ways that you can start that transition process? Or like, what are some things that we've done in the past that maybe we can talk about to give people some insight on that? Um, do you want to speak to that a little bit? Do you think, I think that's a, makes yeah, sense to go into. I agree. I mean, we've done campaigns like for, you know, a lot of clients are in that situation. They, like you said, 3000 friends on Facebook and the business page is brand new. They're really worried about it. So the strategy in the whole first month is like, obviously step one, you can invite all of your personal friends to like your new business page. So you get like 50 or 60% of them right there, Mm -hmm. which is great. And then what we usually do is just like a content campaign or just strategically posting through the first month on your personal page to follow that business page. And then ongoing, it's just share all of the business pages posts onto your personal account. Keep sending so it's just people the reverse of, you know, send, send people over, let people know, you know, your friends who do support your business, let people know that's where your business content is now. It's yep. really that simple. And, and it's nice that Facebook allows you to invite those personal friends onto that page. Um, I think it's important to know a good strategy. Make sure you have at least a week or two worth of content actually on the business page first. Make sure you have your lo- make sure the page looks like a business account and looks like something that's worth following before you start sending those invites out. Be strategic about it. Don't just create the page, have it have like the Twitter egg profile picture and then invite that's people are going to be less likely to follow at that point. 
So that's kind of one important thing to note as well. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's actually good that you mentioned that you can just, you know, reshare what you're going to be doing on the business page back to your personal. We're, we're not saying you can't use your personal page, right? Totally. It's, it's just, you can always reshare the business pages content back to your personal mm-hmm. so just so your friends can see it. Yep. Uh, yeah, we so, recommend all of our clients to yeah, use it. share the business post to your personal account. Way more people will see it. It'll only help and it'll only drive people to your business page. And of course, like anything, it's there's nuance to it. Don't spam. Don't just like, re- right. if you're posting twice a day on the business, don't freaking do that. Don't reshare every single post because you'll get right. diminishing returns and then you'll get just nothing. Right. So right. all the big ones, the good ones. Yep. See which post does the best. Which posts yeah. do the best. Get that over there. Definitely. And, and two more points to add to that. Please. First, uh, don't be don't be hesitant to send out those invites from a brand new business page that has like you know no followers and yeah. nothing like that's okay. Totally, you know yeah, that's that's where the copy comes in where you're just kind of elaborating on why you did that. Hey, you know I want to keep the personal side personal. All my business stuff I'm gonna you know publish over over here at this page now moving forward. So you know if you guys are interested, like please just you know go ahead and like that page and like that's. That's no one's going to think badly of, of a new business page or, you know, check out this guy. Like everyone starts at zero. Yeah. It's like, so definitely get through that. Yep. You know, mental block. It's just not true. Like, um, and, and oftentimes like, Hey, new pages actually get a bunch of, yeah, they do get a boost because it's like people are excited for that new thing. Maybe they see, you know, they've always seen your personal photos and now they see a professional headshot. They're like, you know, they're they're happy for you. So that's what I was going to say too. Like Taylor mentioned, you can be strategic and prep the page so that it's ready to invite everybody. So you could even have like a a video no one's ever seen before that you just posted on this brand new page and then you share it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and the second point I wanted to make was again, this is why the ads function is so key. Once you have that set up, you can always run even the simplest of boosts and an option within those is you can invite or, or you can target friends of friends. Mm-hmm. So just in case, you know, you might know someone, but they, they might not be necessarily friends with you on the personal page. You can still get that reach. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're always going to be able to encourage the people that, you know, to, to go and like your business page. Yeah, totally. So to kind of reek, do you have another point? Did you have three no, points? The, nope. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I just want to go through those two. So to kind of like recap the current structure and layout, Facebook is always testing out new shit. There's always different features. Your Facebook looks different than my Facebook. They're always testing out different features. They roll out features for different pages at different times. For example, Instagram, uh, IGTV. Some accounts are allowed to have 60 minutes of video. Some accounts are only allowed 15 minute max or, or uh, yeah, 15 minute max video. So these different things are always being tested. And right now, the current landscape on business pages is they have several different things. Publisher, MetaSuite, business manager still there and then creator studio. So there are like four different channels to manage your page on. And now there, it looks like they're consolidating everything into this meta is where I think business suite suite is what I think it's all going to. Um, But don't be afraid to use the tools that they have. They help and they work a lot. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Or, you know, maybe you use creator studio and you like that. Fine. Keep using it. That's, totally okay because yeah. um, they'll make it clear when it's time to stop to switch like yep. it'll just be an obvious like you said they guide you towards what they want you to use so as long as creator studio works great and but eventually it'll kind of like shut down it'll be like this awkward transition and just go with that and you'll get used to it it's like right. think about this time two years ago 
there was Facebook Classic, right? Like, remember yeah, you that? Can huge between you can the toggle two. between the yeah. two. No one even remembers that now. Everyone's that, that was like the biggest deal ever. You know, it's like Twitter switching from the character count. You'll get, right. they'll let you know when it's coming and mm-hmm. you'll get used to it in a week. Yeah. yeah, like the biggest thing is just don't, you know, shy away from the changes. Like, you know, go on YouTube, uh, you know, w- watch some videos on if, you know, the layout has changed or you might have questions or, you know, a- a- ask an expert if you have questions. Like th- just, you know, get through the learning curve, but it's uh, don't don't shy away from, you know, using these new tools just because it's easier to stick to the past. Yeah. Yeah, the past won't be there <laughs> too long. No, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I remember first, you know, it, it's cool that you mentioned the classic. It was, um, you had the option to choose if you wanted the new view or you can toggle back and forth between the classic and the new. And then at one point, they just like, yeah, I think it was midsummer where they, like, everyone just got hit with the prompt. It was like, hey, starting, you know, this date, everyone's just going to be new. <laughs> yeah. It's like no more classic. So, um, yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, especially on the business side of things, you can't shy away from changes. For sure. Um, any other top, like any other points you want to hit on there? I actually want to bring up something, <clears throat> go back to a point that I think you made, Taylor, is that, you know, if you do get shut down and or if you're starting that business page, you want to kind of set yourself up and create content. So I think that might be a good way to talk about content strategy and more specifically video strategy. So like, you know, I like to talk about some of the main things that people can do to start, not really how to start, but really like what types of videos do you need to start to first lay that foundation and, you know, really work your way up to those big, big budget productions. Totally. So I think everyone is always searching for like the right answer and there is no perfect way to create content. So what I can, I I think it's a great idea to just kind of give one example of a content strategy that would work. Um, A great like quick, easy way to create a shit ton of content for your social is by repurposing content from long form video. Okay. So a lot of buzzwords there, but basically if you sit down in front of a camera and maybe you have a blog topic or an idea you want to run on, do a 10, 15 minute video on and really go in depth on one topic that's going to be valuable for your audience. For example, if you're, you know, a real estate agent, Talk about the first time home buying process and all the different options, FHA, conventional, you could rehab, buy a 203K loan or get a 203K loan, whatever it is. Go through one topic that's valuable to your audience in detail. Take that one long form video and now what you can do is put that on Facebook and YouTube and then connect it to your website as well. Maybe you have a, a information on first time home buyers tab on your, on your website, whatever. You can post all that content there. Now you can take that fifth or that, you know, say it's a 15 minute video. You can also put it onto Instagram TV and then cut it down. So take bite-sized pieces, maybe 30 seconds, a minute, take those good bite-sized pieces and turn those into smaller social media posts. Right. And then Russ, you always talk about this. You can just create a quote post, like a graphic, right. And then turn that into content on Instagram. And then from the long form video, 15 minute you can just transcribe that in your entire monologue, transcribe that into a blog, right? You pull exactly what you said, take that off, post that as a blog on all your socials, and then include that on the website where you posted that long form video. That's a great cheat code to get started with. And you really don't need, it it takes, it's a shitload of work, but it's not some novel idea, you know, it's like the most efficient way to pull a ton of posts out of what was really just a 15 minute video at its core. Yep, Exactly. And you can either have a company like us do that for you, or you can try to piece it together and do it on your own. 
but it's a very effective way to create Absolutely. a lot of content in an efficient way. You know, what and, are your thoughts on that? And you can use Meta Business Suite Meta Business to Suite, schedule exactly. all those different forms out. So now you can have all this time mm-hmm. to work on the next uh, batch of content. And it's uh, so it's, you know, it these new tools definitely do allow, uh, you know, easier pathways to, to get started. Yeah. But that's a great way to get started for sure. That's really it's, what it comes down to, right? It's like, how do I avoid making a new video and a new post every single day? by hand it's, you know what i mean not, sitting it's down not, doing, it's, it's not, not feasible can't do it. yeah and that's why people give up like we preach consistency and we always say do the minimum that you know you can do for a long time like for six months or what's a year. sustainable it's like what is yeah. actually sustainable start with the smallest amount that you can actually do and yeah and that's kind of, that creating that or finding the best systems to create bulk content like that is is the easiest way where you can sit down maybe spend a week on it and you you can schedule out, like Sahil said, through business suite, six months worth of posts or, or a month worth of posts. And then you don't have to do it every single day. <coughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it, I liken it to anything else like working out. You could get up at 4am tomorrow and work out for three hours, but you're going to do that once and never fucking do it again. Why don't we wake up at 7am work out for 30 minutes and, and go from there. And can we do that for a week? You know, Right, Same exact right. thing with your marketing. Yeah, I think me and Russ look at it a good way as far as the strategy goes. It's like a lot of people, they want to come out with these, you know, massive skits or like these great ideas. They're great ideas, but you come out and no one really knows who you are. And at the end of the day, you're promoting a business. So we got to kind of lay that groundwork first and say like, you know, this is who our business is. This is what we do. This is all that stuff. And then that kind of comes naturally with time when people actually want to understand who you are aside from the business too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. kind of like earn the reputation that, allows those bigger skit videos to pop like right. pe- when people know who you are it's funny that you did a parody or a whatever but if you were just like these random guys that no one's ever seen before it's like it's just not as funny there's no context behind the the comedy or of the plot and where do you go from the super bowl commercial right it's like you've right. you've just set the bar way too high right you know and i think that's why people like justin are so awesome on the creative side, because he'll actually like, he, he loves hand doing the fun stuff, but also you are practical enough to recommend exactly what you just said. Right. So I would be like, be very wary of, you know, business owners and, and marketers going to, to creatives that are just like, let's do like this crazy, like Super mm-hmm. Bowl esque commercial, like right. this really funny skit and then spend all of your months marketing dollars on that one video. And then it's like, okay, so then what? Yeah, Some of the video companies have it backwards. Promo videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they have it backwards. You want to build that totally. foundation first. You're not going to say, you know, like I'm, I'm in it to build relationships and foundation. Like, yeah, sure, making money is like mm-hmm. a part of it, but like that's not my goal, right? Like, exactly. so if anybody comes to me and they say, sure, I want a million dollar commercial, like, yeah, we can make it happen, but like, is that what you need? Yeah, maybe not. Right. Think about right. how many small, consistent videos you can put out over. a long-term basis right. with a million dollars like think, right. think about you go how, so like, much further you could make yeah. so many you know bite-sized reels and topic videos and things that are actually going to organically grow your right. reputation so yeah. yeah i think one of those things like spend ten thousand dollars on one video or spend a thousand dollars on multiple videos right. that you're going to be able to re- reuse and that's kind of our job and where we have to make that distinction and tell them where the best place to spend money is and, you know, we, we talk to people about that all the time. It's like, save, mm-hmm. save that money because maybe you do want to, you know, 
run some paid ads with that video, right? What's going to be the most effective way to grow your business? Let's talk about one example of like what you can do after you get that first foundation going, right? So you have a few videos out, everybody kind of knows who you are. Um, What are some strategies that a business owner can implement to figure out, okay, like this is, you know, this is doing well, these aren't doing well. What is my client, what are my clients looking for? Like what, how do you measure those metrics and kind of talk about that a little bit? For sure. So first thing is it it all depends. Like there's a lot of foundational work like okay what's the brand what what is our brand and how are we going to stay on brand you know what is our audience going to look for you know so first thing if you have say those informational videos out there right that's a great place to start Mm -hmm. you've got that base foundation okay well where's the majority of your business coming from if it's from say your sphere of influence so i always go back to real estate but um, realtors work a ton with mortgage brokers and you know wholesalers and things like that. Well, maybe we should start making video content strategically targeting those people. So if we do some cross promotion with those people, it's a little bit more work and it's a little bit more effort, but that's that next level. We can start doing some cross promotion with other brands that's going to grow the following to the next level because we already have that baseline stuff done and now that'll mix it up. Um, what are some of your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say it, essentially that where it's it's time to take the next step into like testing new ways to shoot videos such Mm -hmm. as bringing people in to like collaborate but also testing new types of videos like do do we make long form kind of niche videos because again this is level two so you've it's assumed you've kind of earned the right and you've earned a bit of a following where people are listening to you so you can get away with a 10 or 15 minute topic like a uh, specific topic. Like we've talked about. Maybe it's a little more podcasts. dry, but it's, it, and it has a smaller right. audience. And that so we now it's reach. time to test. Maybe you make 10 of those and see which one hits. And yeah. then you make more, you, you start to learn more through testing. Yeah. And, and with the, with in mind, the foundation that's already been laid, maybe right. we do five super intricate, like dry videos. And then we do five, like kind of silly, like minute clips with a cross promotion or something mm-hmm. funny, you know, which one does better. Maybe, you know, and how are you tracking which one does better? Maybe the silly fun ones get a lot more views, but we've actually gotten five calls this month from the dry videos mm-hmm. of people who are like, hey, I actually need help with this yeah. one thing. And you'd be surprised how often it's like, it is it ends up being that. It's like the yeah. reverse of what you thought. Like it's not always the promo video that gets you the most calls. A lot of times it's just that like one little info video where you gave somebody a good piece of information and they told their friend and you know, like that's, more often than not in like the business world that we work in, we're not dealing with like influencers. It's not always we're like not a viral leggings, video. Yeah. So often it's just those like really good, strong information, value add videos with a collaboration of, of a business partner, even better. But a lot of times it's that that drives business, not like the big flashy promo. Although those are fun and they'll bring in followers. Once they're following you, that's kind of like where you convert so to speak or you actually deliver the value okay once you're up and running you have these you know different forms of content out how do you measure the you know like the the metrics and kpis and what's working what's not well now once you have these different forms you can post them different ways like for example the graphics when you post them you can attach them with a call to action of you know calls or maybe go back to the website learn more if it's a video you have all these different kpis of like even even the basic insights tell you, you know, what was the retention watching it. Which is so sick. Yeah, it's uh, you have all of these different things. So how you can level up from that initial batch that you create is now you can ask yourself these questions. Well, okay, 
for my business, what, you know, mix of content kind of did best for what I'm looking for to grow. What was it those graphics that led to an immediate call to action of a call? Most important because the four, five calls, maybe you got this week, you closed all five into, you know, into like a purchase or was it, Hey, you just want your message out there. Maybe you're like a nonprofit or something. Your, the retention on your video was like a hundred percent, hundred percent is never possible. Uh, but you know, did it go all the way through or did it cut off, you know, very early? Like it was, was video just not resonating with, you know, with the people that you're going after, but did it, you know, did the graphics do more? Did like the simple posts, maybe the blog posts, they went off site to read more. You start to answer these questions for yourself. Uh, but it all starts with reverse engineering those different content mixes from like maybe one long form video and testing out the different types of content and what's doing best for you. Yeah. That, and that, there's and that, thousands of KPIs and metrics and it, but it's all just about asking yourself these things like what, what yielded the most for you. Exactly. And I think we could do an entire video on KPIs, how to pick the best ones, because I think a lot of times people go into um, like a marketing campaign and their KPIs are wrong. Like they, they're looking at, you know, views instead of retention or something like mm-hmm. that, that, you know, retention is a lot of times the most important thing. Right. Maybe we got, got 10,000 people to watch for 10 seconds. That's great. But all the information they really needed was after the first minute mark. We got to address that. And, you know, it's nice that you can look right in Facebook and it actually shows you when you lost people, how many people hung on. And that's a video for another day. Yeah. But I yeah. think another important thing to bring up, too, is not only like numbers and when they lose, but also what types of people. And I think totally. a good example to go back to is your real estate example. You could be putting out a certain style of content, but you could be getting a demographic of buyers that you necessarily don't want. Like if you're going for a luxury market and the content you're putting out might be attracting the, the lower market that you're not interested in. So that's another thing to keep in mind too. Totally. And, and this happens to everyone. If you, this is going to happen, if you're doing a good job, in my opinion, it's part of the process. A, a great example where we did it. Okay. Our, my best performing post I ever put out was like essentially worthless because it was how to block people from a Facebook page. That post still has more views than anything else I've ever put out. It has more comments, more people have DM me on that video, but I miss my target audience. So the best video I ever put out was kind of shit because I had the wrong KPIs. I was like, let's put something out that's going to get a ton of views. And now did it get us a few followers? Yes, but they're the wrong types of followers. So if, and, and that's what you have to do to like sometimes have that aha moment to say, okay, good, good idea, poor execution. Let's try to change this up. Now, how can yeah. we get something that's that inspiring to call or, or reach out and engage more targeted towards the demographic that might actually spend some money with you? You know? Yeah. yeah. I think well, that's a good, uh, I was going to say, I think that's like comes full circle just back yeah. to like, you don't, the, the real answer is we don't know what's going to work for any individual client exactly until we start testing. That's, that really is the answer. Like what's, what's at level two, it's experimentation, it's educated guesses. Like obviously we're marketing experts, so we're not just like shooting from the hip. We have a pretty good idea of what's going to work. We help clients tailor their message towards who we have determined as their target audience. And we strategically test things with, you know, different types of content. But at the end of the day, you have to, post you have to make the videos put them out there and see how they do in order to learn yeah i think the first four to six months especially if you're just 
you know, starting to create content, you're just getting the business out the ground. You shouldn't even focus on the KPIs and metrics no. to, to, you know, right. you don't have enough information to decide. Yeah, it's, it's, you need to, you need to populate the page. Exactly. You, need, you need to, you know, focus on these, you know, these foundational uh, items of invite everyone and, and, you know, spread the word like, Hey, we're, we're, we're kind of here. Focus on the, you know, individual metrics and KPIs and the long process of benchmarking. Benchmarking is just a fancy way of saying, you know, tracking metrics and KPIs, how to improve on them. Benchmarking takes a while. Yeah. And you need to have past forms of content to also build upon future forms of content and play around with. There's thousands of questions. It takes, it takes a very long time to figure out what, what's a mix that's best for you. And that mix can change at any moment due to a function being removed or maybe yep. a new one's introduced. So yeah, it's, you know, put out authentic content first. Don't, don't overthink it. Just do something. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's okay to think about, Hey, you know, I'm in a fast paced industry. Maybe I'll, I'll focus on the faster forms of content first. So maybe, you know, think about simple things like that, but don't overwhelm yourself with, Oh my God, my, my first video only, you know, it was a four minute video, but people dropped off after the first 10 seconds. Like, you like have 12 what likes, happened? who cares? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's okay. You know, put out, you only have a long form video out there. Yep. You don't even know if short form, maybe short form is going to be even less. So it helps you, you know, craft your message and, and everything. But the focus on all of that gradually over time. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, you have but to don't, build past Yeah, data. don't be obsessive over it where it's every KPI needs to be perfect. It's, you know, that, that's, that's a false, you know, misconception. So, so, hey, let me ask you this. So when people actually start implementing these things and they have the content out there and they're able to read through these different, you know, statistics. Um, what's kind of like a telltale sign or like a green light in your mind that like this type of content is working for a client and we should continue to do it, if not do it twice as much? Well, that's a good question, but it also goes back to, you know, like how much, how much past data and current data do you have coming in for, for that piece? Right. It's like, let's say you are, you know, let's choose an industry. Let's say you're like a restaurant, right? Uh, maybe you're a new restaurant and you have a special coming out. So one of the pieces of content that you released was a graphic about, I, I don't know, we have, you know, half price burgers on Tuesdays. Come on down. Well, the green light for that is that's going to get a ton of, you know, interaction, especially if you put like a little awareness boost on it and, and everything. But, you know, is that, is that something that you're going to carry forward? Is that, you know, is that, yeah, are you going to branch that out into, you know, a different form of content? Maybe oh. you do that every Tuesday. It's something different. Like, is it, you know, so it green lights are easy and see the, the complexity behind data metrics and KPIs are, it, they're easy to manipulate as well. If you're just trying to get a green light on something, let, let's say maybe page growth was your green light. Okay, cool. Put in an engagement related page likes boost. You're going to get five likes. Okay, green light. Yep. Right. So right? it's about your goal is what you're saying, really. You pick yeah, absolutely. Light. It goes down. It, like you need that comparable data set to the past, to the future, to the current, and also how your business has changed throughout all those times. Like for, for some businesses, likes are the most important thing. So that is their green light. It's not necessarily the comments or engagements right. on the content, but like the bigger base they have, the more people they're able to reach locally, the restaurants, right. the more local, you know, 
followers. Uh, ba- yeah, the the more local base they have of followers, they can easily put something out there and it might get more eyes on it. That might not be the same for someone that's, you know, necessarily trying to sell a, you know, a, a house that's targeting a relocation audience. Yep. Right? Uh so for them page likes aren't the green light. Maybe it is maybe their green light is the comments coming in from different states. Maybe, you know, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, but it's uh, yeah, it's um, there's a lot of things that make up uh, a green light for a business, but yeah, it can easily be manipulated as well. So you just got to be authentic with, with what you're trying to do and and the types of content you're releasing. Well said. Perfect. If you start with the proper end goal in mind, if you have that proper North star in your go into it, humble enough to know you might be a little bit off. I think everything else is going to fall into place if you do the day-to-day, you know, initiatives. Definitely. So, takes time. Takes, takes time. time. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of what business you're in, it, it takes time. Yeah. And I think the last thing is just make sure you get started because you can't have a great marketing campaign if you don't actually just get started. So please, I implore everyone, just get started. That's the hardest thing. Do something to see if it's successful or not. That's if you get started, you're, you're, you're on the right path. You're already doing more than 50% of the people in your position. <laughs> That's if you're it. just getting started. Yep, so. exactly. 80% of the juice is in 20% of the squeeze. So just get started. <laughs> yeah. I like that. All right. Uh, anything else? I'm good. Oh, I think that's yeah, a good way to cap it off. Yeah. All right. That's a wrap. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking us out. Peace. Peace.